Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. Thanks so much for carving a little time out of your busy day to spend with me. So today's topic is all about leadership. Um, I recently read an article that went like this. In 2019, a survey reported that 805 respondents rated leadership as a high priority, but only 41%, that's crazy, only 41% believe that their companies are ready to fulfill their leadership requirements with the need of new leaders to replace the previous, own, the previous ones upon retirement Development programs are in demand to prepare these future leaders. And again, that's what we're talking about today. So my guest today is Megan Robinson. Megan is a business and leadership coach with e-leader experience. She's been inspired by her own successful career in corporate and entrepreneur uh, environments. Megan makes leadership an approachable and achievable for everyone, regardless of title, position, or experience. Please help me in welcoming Megan to the show. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So it kind of threw me a little bit, Megan, when I read that that there's so few employees out there that feel that their companies, that they're superiors are really ready to lead the corporation and to lead their mission or whatever it is that they're they're moving forward to build this business. Tell me a little bit, before we get started with that, tell me just a little bit about your background and how you why you found that there was such a need for leadership training. Yeah, I um I have a background actually in marketing advertising. And I started very early, actually at 13. I said, I want to be the vice president of marketing, <laughs> which is not a typical 13-year-old answer, right? Right. Um, and especially for someone that is so driven with that and knows exactly what they want, to want to be the vice president, be a number two. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I started my career, and I did you know, college and corporate and Fortune 500 companies. I worked for clients. I worked for agencies. Um, I said, thank you very much for that experience, and then started my own practice. And at that point, I was actually a little disenfranchised um, with the whole corporate model, with working other people. I was really struggling on who I was as a leader. And I wanted to put my own stake in the ground, start something entrepreneurial, and I didn't want to play with B or C players anymore. And I I really kind of wanted to hang my own shingle out there. And through that experience, I networked and found an organization that needed some, some marketing help, and I started fight labeling underneath them or um, providing my services as a contractor. 
And at that time, I started to meet other like-minded people that were strong and committed to it and excited to be part of that collaborative experience. But unfortunately, a couple months in, one of the co-founders passed away unexpectedly. And so I had this calling at that point where I had been so adamant on wanting to be on my own and do my own thing and then look at this budding organization lose its leadership. And the other co-founder, they were life partners and business partners, and it was just devastating. And I, I really didn't want to see this organization fail, and I watched a team of contractors come together who believed in that vision so strongly. And I had a lot of background in, in agencies' experience, and so I was really able to take more of a leadership role with it and put some of my own um, my own business on the back burner for a little bit and be able to support through such a devastating transition. And it really opened my eyes to what it means to be a leader, what changes um, I, I was going through, and just finding the right people that were really willing to do the work and willing to come together was a really beautiful experience. Um, you know, what a great story, Megan, because, you know, what that also kind of says is that um, many times companies are built around one strong person. And if that person doesn't take on the role of being a leader that, that passes on that responsibility, that company could have folded, Megan. They were very, very close to that. Um, and I see a lot, especially in, in smaller businesses, where the owner is the brand. Yeah. And separating yourself from that and really showing a vision for that organization, not just a personal goal or a personal business, something that they shared so well with that team is what made it a sustainable organization. But you're right. And I think especially in a time like now, we see a lot of people that didn't have that strong vision and they're suffering and they're struggling to find out what to do. And that's where that leadership really comes into play. So how do you prevent that from happening, Megan? If somebody is listening in there, they think they're building a business, but you know, in many of my talks, I, I've done a talk that is, are you building a business or did you just create a job? For yourself. So how do you take leadership to help take the, com- take the company from just being a job to actually being a company? That's a great question. And I really look at leadership as a self-leadership first, because mm-hmm. you have to be able to lead yourself before you're able to lead others. And So everything that I do and when I work with clients, I really want to make sure that they've got their core and their vision aligned, and then they look at that organization. Because when you know where you're going and you have a bigger vision, you have some bigger goals, that's where everyone starts to follow and gravitate towards you. Mm. So looking at businesses and what's happening right now, vision is just really big conversation that we're having on either how are you moving it past a, a goal that you have, Why is that a goal of yours? How does that fit into something bigger? And when you have something, a bigger mission, the values that you have, these really core principles of, I'd even say, culture, 
start to create something bigger that is able to permeate throughout the organization, the company, is bigger than just yourself and what you have because you've got buy-in from everyone else and continues to perpetuate growth despite what happens in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, I was with um, in, in the banking industry for 30-plus years, and I have to tell you, over that period of time, um, I had many, many, many managers, but I only had a couple that I could look back on and say, oh, those were true leaders, and they, they looked at me and um, could identify my talents without placing their own idea of what my talent should be in that role. So, you know, when I'm thinking about a manager and a leader, uh, Megan, that doesn't always go hand in hand. Absolutely not. And I think to bring up the statistic that you started with, people are recognizing that there's a lot of management skills out there or a lot of processes you can follow, but that doesn't make you a leader. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why we're having such a call and discrepancy right now between someone who actually has those leadership skills. Um, And actually, I I love a Steve Jobs quote on this one, which is management is about getting people to do the things they don't want to do. Well, leadership is about inspiring people to do the things they never thought they could. And see, that's exactly what I was saying. You know, my managers just, they didn't tap into my individual talents and cultivate that. So, how do you help people become that that leader that when they walk in that the angels sing and the teams listen and you know how do you, how do you create that where do you where do you start where do you start um again i really believe in starting with yourself first and i i did some work on comparing you know leadership pipeline and something like a john maxwell levels of leadership and you'll mm-hmm. see that pipeline, quote, quote, leadership is really about getting different positions and growing within the organization to a manager or a director or a CEO. But that doesn't really change who you become and how you lead your team. Those are just continuations on different positions that you have. When you look into becoming a leader, a lot of that is from how you act and behave and give back to people. So people are following you because they have, they want to, or are they following you because they have to? Are they doing it because you're creating great results? Is it because you are developing them and caring about them? Is it because they respect you? So really diving into the reasons on why are people listening to you? Why are people following you? Uh, It's really hard to be a leader without followers. Um, And a self-leader, you've got to be able to follow yourself. So when we look at leadership, we really look at it through the lens of four core principles of self-leadership. And I really look at that as having that strong vision, building an awareness, a self-awareness and awareness of reality, looking at emotional intelligence on how you're managing yourself so you can manage others, and then the communication that you have are really those core principles that all begin with how you act internally and how you draw it yourself and then allow other people to be attracted to that and to continue Mm. that growth. Mm. Yeah. 
So if we've got, and when, when networking was open, so folks, for you listening to this recording, today is October the 8th of 2020. So I don't know that a lot of the networking groups have gotten plugged back in yet, but when I was doing a lot of networking, I noticed a lot of solopreneurs out there, Megan. And maybe they identified early on. They just didn't play well with others. And it was just better for them to just be the one and only decision maker and the product or service provider. Is it necessary for them to even uh, even think that leadership should be something that they should focus on since they really don't have a team? It's really the professional development is where leadership plays. And I would challenge anyone to think that they do something completely on their own. We all need help from other people, XR people, and we all have clients that we're working with. So typically nothing's done in a vacuum and you always have, we just live in a connected world where there's constant collaboration. So whether you are needing to lead your client um, to a solution, to an outcome, through a sales process, because let's face it, we're all in sales, <laughs> and self-leadership mm-hmm. plays a huge role in sales. Or if you have vendors, or if you have contractors, or if you have even um, production and manufacturing, all of these interactions you have with other people, your leadership ability will either enhance your, your, um, your success, or it's going to start to limit you in how you mm-hmm. interact with those Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so since the show is about franchising, tell me a little bit about how, you know, whether it's brokers, franchisors, franchisees, how could they benefit from um, really tapping into and becoming the leader in 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 their concept or their brand or what they're doing? A hundred percent. And I think leadership is a skill set that permeates throughout the franchise model. And I really like to, and I know your audiences typically listen because they want to be a franchisee or they're looking at what that opportunity is. And when you become a new franchisee and you're building a business, that to me is the most critical step because you now have a vision that you're on the path to accomplishing. You're starting to build that roadmap of what your future is going to look like. And chances are it doesn't look very similar to what it, it was in the past, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of big changes ahead. And leadership is so important to hold that vision for it, but also to evolve the person that you're going to need to be when you achieve it. Because on that road, you're going to go through a lot of challenges you're going to go through a lot of tests and how your leadership stays consistent and grows through it determines on how successful you will be and really making sure that you're prepared for the team that you're going to have, how to share that vision with other people, how to motivate them and continue that growth and trajectory um, is so important. And on that franchisor side, I really see there's such a leadership all of the franchisees are looking to you as a certain amount of leadership that they're looking for the encouragement and the support and how you lead your team of franchisees 
will also help in their success and aid in the growth of the entire business and organization. Um, and I really look at brokers and through the whole model of really brokers providing that compass and that direction and brokers like you really understand how to get to someone's core and understand who they are and point them in that right direction and find where that due north is. And then I find that those franchisors are providing a map, right? They're providing the roadmap on how to get there. Here's where you need to go and what you need to do. But then as you go through that journey, that's where you start to really develop the leadership skills and get tested along the challenges along the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's many tests along the way for sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, they are going to be there, and it's just up to us is how we respond to it. Isn't that right? That's all we can control, right? And no yeah. matter what the situation is, it's really about your ability to respond. Yeah. What does your programs look like? I mean, we talked a little bit about how you work with people, but what do your programs look like? Yeah, so we do one-on-one coaching with, um, with people that are looking to enhance their leadership skills, have some really specific struggles or on a very specific journey, and they're looking for some of that support and guidance and um, really that that person to be there for them to help navigate it and believe very strongly in coaching is um, to look for someone else to bring their own results and to bring their own expertise for their problems. The coach is really there to support them and guide them through that journey through the insights and inspiration that some good question asking comes from. But our programs are really focused on what I like to call emerging leaders and our Mm -hmm. executive leaders. And the group coaching experience really is designed, especially for the emerging leaders, that foundation of self-leadership. And you mentioned how I love to bring uh, leadership approachable to everyone. And that's Mm -hmm. where that emerging leader experience really comes to play. And we're able to combine a curriculum that goes through the the core principles of self-leadership. We provide activities so that you're able to – do the critical thinking, the reflection, and start to apply those principles. And then we do office hours every single week. So we really wanted to create a program that allowed someone to go through that transformation, that transformation to stronger leadership throughout the process. Um, And then our executive leader experience is really for a cohort of um, business leaders and executives to be able to share and grow their leadership skills, go through the challenges of day-to-day business operations, and continue to work towards their growth and success, however they want to fund that. Um, and that comes with some more of the one-on-one coaching, as well as some really great group discussions and thought leaders that come to the table. Yeah. So how long do you normally work with a client when you're doing, you know, either one-on-one or group coaching? Um, what, what kind of time investment do you, would someone anticipate um, when they're looking at working with you? Yeah. Um, for the one-on-one, we don't like to work less than three months. Um, and a six-month minimum is really ideal just because it takes that time to start to move some of the big pieces and to see really strong results. Um, There's benchmarks along the way, of course. For our programs, 
the Immersion Leader Experience is a full year-long program, we are able to slice that and dice that and have quarterly commitments from people as well. But really, after that year, you've gotten, what is it, I think it's six hours of coaching per month, and you're really starting to move some mountains in your leadership mm -hmm. ability. And then um, for the executive leader experience, we actually have groups that have gone on for over five years now where they continue to support one another and get filled up and continue to develop and grow. So we do ask for a year-long commitment on that just so that you're um, with the group and that you are a little patient in seeing the results from that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Megan, we're down to um, our commercial break, but do you happen to have some stories of maybe someone that you've been working with or have worked with so that we can kind of get an idea of what that looks like? Of course. Very good. Very sad to so, great. Uh, I love stories, by the way. I, I love hearing stories. So, um, folks, we will be right back with more from Megan Robinson with eLeader Experience. Welcome to House Talk Radio, where you'll hear from experts across the country educating. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about leadership today. Megan, during the commercial break, it, it just occurred to me to ask you this question. Does leadership look the same in all industries, or do some industries need a different style of leadership? I think it has less to do with the industry and more with the people that you're leading. And I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of different styles of leadership out there. Some of them are successful in specific situations, but I'm always going to say and recommend a coaching style of leadership to really get the most out of your team, out of your direction. Um, and, and I think you'll find there's a lot of studies out there that support what people need most from leaders and how you can adapt to that and what really shows growth um, of an organization. So across yeah. industries, leadership is really needed. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, people aren't ready for different styles. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. So since there's so many industries represented in franchising, it just occurred to me to ask that question. So, so you said you had some stories for us, Megan. So uh, you want to share some with us? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we are in the the middle of a pandemic, um, or I don't know where the middle point is, but we'll say amidst a <laughs> pandemic. Mm, um, there you go. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I really wanted to share a story about a wine 
retailer that I was working with. And wine is really fun and exciting. And they were a wine experience retailer, I call them. And they really focused on doing sampling and in-home events and, of course, selling wine. So when something like a pandemic hit and we weren't allowed to see people anymore and we weren't allowed to um, host parties or gatherings, it, it was really a conversation of pivoting. And I think at times of stress um, is especially where you see how leadership rises and how leadership is going to address a situation and how you're going to prevail. And it, it was actually a really successful pivot for them because they were able to go back to their core values and say, what are the things that we do best? How do we make money? And how can we best serve our clients? And, you know, they had a very strong core values of connecting with other people and being fun and sharing expertise and providing amazing service. So going to those core values, understanding their vision of how they like to connect with people and where they saw the organization going. It always been um, a big push for them to go um, through social and digital opportunities. This really started to create a whole new direction for them. And so we were able to organize new events and opportunities for them to do um, what we call the glass half full initiative that really started to bring community together and leverage everyone and show their leadership at a really trying time. Uh, actually, I think that was the tagline. We've got the wine for these trying times. Mm, <laughs> um, I love that. that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but really, you know, showing the leadership of how connected you were to that mission and where those core values were and how you wanted to lead through the experience and what they could do within their platform that aligned with all those pieces really gave them um, a huge opportunity to not only survive through it, but thrive. And, I mean, it doesn't hurt being in the wine industry. (laughs) Right, Um, right. A lot of people drinking at home, right? But, you know, when over 80% of your business is through eventing, it, it was a huge gap to fill and getting creative with that and plugging into their team and their resources to find a new solution, I think was really where their leadership continued to um, traject and continue to survive and really put them in the beautiful position that they were now. And, and even yeah. looking at forecasting in next year, it's not just how did this work for the time being, but what pieces of this do we want to stay for the future? Mm-hmm. And how do we want to continue on this journey? And having the really big conversations of not just now, but, you know, no, no one wants a Band-Aid because Band-Aids take energy and they're expensive. But how does this work into the fabric of our existence and how do we continue on this growth path was really right. successful. Sure. Sure. Um, Megan, if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, I think she might be able to help me through some of the struggles I'm having right now, how would they uh, get in touch with you and find out more about uh, e-learner experience? I'm sorry, e-leader experience. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Our website is a great resource, and it outlines some of our programs in a lot more detail and our mission. And that's e 
leaderexperience.com. And I always love to have conversations with people to really understand where your goals are and what you're looking at. So you can email me directly at Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at eleaderexperience.com. Wonderful. So, Megan, as you were talking about how some of the companies um, have had to pivot, and boy, have we used that word a lot this year, uh, have <laughs> lear- had to learn how to pivot. As I'm talking to franchisors, and I specifically asked the question about how they were able to support their franchisees during this time. What I'm finding is some were able to pivot um, very quickly. Others, it took you know, maybe a few weeks and maybe a month. You know, others were a little bit slower in that. And in my conversation with them, I can almost hear that they kept waiting for it to get back. They, oh, we just thought it was going to be a couple of weeks. Oh, we just thought it was going to be a month. So at what point does the leader say, um, we need to plan for today and not necessarily put a Band-Aid on it, but to create something just like you said that can move forward as a new product or service. Now, where do, where do you stop and say, oh, we need to look at this thing uh, more seriously? A couple of things come to mind with that, and, and I think culture is really the most important aspect of that and probably the differentiator between those different organizations and approaches. And I really found that this pandemic has been a magnifying glass for uh-huh. everything that's going on in an organization. If it was broken before or if it was struggling before the pandemic, now it's really struggling. It's forced to be addressed. Right. Um, if you had a great situation before the pandemic, you know, you're, you're, you're all right as you transition through it. And so a wait-and-see approach or a lack of communication, or a culture. And it, for me, it really tended to come down to culture and how you were able to address it. And culture starts with the leadership and how they represent and how they behave, um, executive level, all through the organization. And I find that some leaders or some organizations had a culture that was collaborative and transparent and they were really searching to have those conversations with everyone and acted on it quickly. And as you mentioned, some people were way more hesitant or work from home wasn't typically in their process before, so they really had to struggle on changing some of their cultural norms in order to adapt to it. And I think you'll find that a lot of organizations and cultures out there are, are hopeful that it will all go back to quote, quote, normal. Right, they're they're waiting. They're still honestly waiting to see if this will all blow over and we can go back to the right. way things were. Right. Um, <laughs> and as a leader, um, you know, we, we talk about the awareness and what the reality of the the landscape is. And I don't think you can be a leader if you want to maintain status quo. And if your goal is to constantly go back to the same thing and that safety and security, and you're not able to grow and develop and move forward, 
that's a big indicator for me that perhaps your leadership style or where you're comfortable with isn't going to grow the organization either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just the status quo, we're never going back to where it was. And um, I think a true leader also has to be able to read those trends and be really informed. Um, I think also a certain uh, portion of leadership, Megan, you, there, you have to develop your, your gut and listen to your mm-hmm. gut. Um, so how do you, how do you um, help someone to really tap into um, their instincts, so to speak? And intuition are are really challenging, um, and I feel like we're always fighting them a little bit. And there's so much going on, and there's so much noise that clearing through to those pieces is really a challenge. And mm-hmm. especially on the one-on-one coaching work, and any coach is really focused on tapping into those instincts and intuition and helping you listen to it and helping you find it. Um, I will say what I love about group coaching is oftentimes when you don't have a lot of experience in something or there's something new happening, which is true every day right now, you're right. really able to listen to what other people are thinking and feeling and learning from their experience and tapping in to something that you may not have had exposure to before only strengthens your intuition Mm. and continues Mm. to develop you in ways that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's a balancing act. Some people are all about intuition and then some people are all about information and listening to others. And there can be a lot of contradiction in there. So effective decision-making is probably one of the biggest challenges of a leader, right? Because at the end of the day, it, it comes down to your choice because you are right. in that leadership role. Mm-hmm. And finding the best way forward um, is probably one of the biggest struggles that um, you can get the support of a coach, you can get the support of a team, um, but ultimately, you know, you take the responsibility for your actions and your choices. And, and that's why you no, said no. earlier that you should always start with leading yourself, you know, so that makes so much sense that you have to start with yourself because it, it, it all comes back to you as the leader. You can't see it, but I'm nodding my head a lot right now. I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, Linda. No, I didn't hear anything closer. rattling either when you nodded your head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely see that. So, Megan, we're down to the end of the show here. But one more time, if someone's listening and they really feel that working with you could take them to the next level, whether that's in corporate, whether it's running the business, whether that is working with the volunteer organization that they work with, uh, how would they get in touch with you? Absolutely. My email is M-E-G-A-N. E-A-D-E-R-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E dot com. <laughs> That's a lot of letters in there, but it's made That's... at eleaderexperience.com. Wonderful. Megan, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed our conversation. 
Thank you so much, Linda. It was absolutely a pleasure, and I'm so excited to listen to more of your your radio shows in the future. Thanks so much. So, folks, just as Megan said, you know, it is really important to make sure that you are um, a strong leader. And whether you own your own business, if you think you don't need this, you might want to think again. Because as she said, no one is successful in a silo. It doesn't work that way, folks. So whether you are out networking and, and working with other people's people, whether you are volunteering, whether you are working in your kids' PTO, all of these skills you will find you'll tap into. So I want to I leave you with this quote, and it is a John Maxwell quote, and he is a leadership author and speaker, as Megan said. Um, it goes like this, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Now, as Megan pointed out, it's a lot more than that. It all starts with you. So keep that in mind, folks. Thanks so much for being with me today on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.